And here's another Sunday episode of the story of my life. As far as I can tell, this is episode 52. Still haven't made a attempt to correctly number my episodes yet, but that's alright. I'm winging it as best as I can. This is your host, Sarah Adewalu, and thank you for tuning in to this amazing afternoon. <coughs> And you also guessed it right, this is another YMCA episode where I talk more about my co-workers. There's two other female counselors I have yet to talk about, so I'm going to talk about them first right now. One of them, if I can recall correctly, was this girl who's Hispanic and wears glasses. <laughs> Sorry. This girl actually shares the same first name as this girl who went to middle school with me. But their names are spelled a little differently and pronounced a little differently. Both their names start with an R and have five letters each. Um, This girl who worked with me at the Y, you know, the Hispanic girl I'm talking about right now. Her name has a Z in it. And her initials are RR. Yeah, I uh, just figured out her last name from the email that was email blast that was sent out to all of us counselors and staff, you know, by the black woman director, you know, the woman who served as the assistant director of the camp and after school. Yeah, she CC'd all of us in the email. And so that's how I saw that this girl's email address like it included both her first name her middle initial and her last name at her gmail account and yeah yeah and that girl's gmail account includes four digits in it that it sort of implies that her birthday is on july 28th um but i could just be wrong about that they could just be like random numbers Um, But anyway, yeah, that's this girl right now. And um, now the girl who went to Memorial Middle School with me, um, you know, in Little Fairy with this similar sounding name, um, that would be this Indian girl with an Indian sounding last name. And her name has an S in it. And that girl wore glasses too, and her initials are RC. Um, so they're obviously two different people, of course. Um, but they just have the same first name with the slightly different spelling and pronunciation. And so this girl who worked with me at the Y camp, you know, RR. Um, so she says that she lives in Bogota. And Bogota is pretty close to Little Ferry. Um, yeah, obviously it's in Bergen County. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually been there. Um, I forgot where this girl RR says she was going to school or what she majored in. Um, but a quick cyber stalking search reveals that she is currently 19 years old and that sometime this month is her birthday, so she'll be 20 soon. Um, so yeah, she is is younger than me. Um, so I'm thinking that the 0728 in her Gmail are just random numbers. <laughs> I'm not sure what that meant, but yeah. Because if her birthday is in March, then it would include a three in there somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, she apparently has a sister who must be a little older than her and this is again coming <coughs> I'm sorry. This is coming from my internet search. Um so I've been trying to see if I could find her on Facebook or Instagram or any other social media. Um but nothing seems to be coming up. This girl is not pictured in the counselor group photo that the red-haired girl counselor posted on her Instagram page on August 21st about the blue team winning the Y Camp Olympics that week against the white team. 
Yeah, this girl wasn't pictured in the in the photo, nor did she like or comment on the photo. Um, I couldn't like find anything that sort of resembles her username. Um, so that sort of got me thinking that maybe she's not on Instagram. I also tried to find her name on Instagram, but I couldn't see a profile that matched her exact name or appearance. So I'm just assuming for now that she probably doesn't have an Instagram. Um, but she was a great counselor, though. She was one of my co-counselors who worked for one of the two girls groups, like G1, G2. I can't remember which one exactly, but she was an amazing counselor. I didn't really get the chance to ask her how long she'd been working at the Y camp. Um, I think maybe I did ask her, um, but I'll assume that it seems like she'd been doing that for a while um, because most of the campers and all the camp groups, including my assigned Kahagan group, um, they would say that they're going to miss her. Yeah, because some of the kids would be like, we're going to miss her. Like, yeah, I'm not obviously going to say her name out loud, um, but she apparently seemed to have made some kind of impact on these campers that they're gonna miss her that badly um so i get the feeling that she probably did not work there last summer um but then again she might have but you know i wasn't over there so i wouldn't know um i was obviously working over at the ywca um because I wanted a chance to work for the YMCA again, even after they have relocated to New Milford. I haven't heard a single peep after applying to some of their part-time positions, including the summer camp positions. So, so now it's like, nah, forget for now. And that's what led me over to the YWCA instead. So, yeah. Um, This girl once worked with me in Kahagan, specifically in co-leading my color group Kahagan Blue. Like I mentioned before, Kahagan was the youngest age group of campers at the Y camp, and the highest number of campers was close to 30. So the supervisors and the staff in charge have decided to have Kahagan be divided into four color groups, Blue, red, green, and yellow. The four of us in Kahagan would sometimes alternate between leading over each color group. And at some point, I ultimately led over the different colors before I ultimately decided to stick with the blue team as my main color group. Within each color group were approximately eight campers. So that made it easier for the Kahagan counselors in each of the color groups. So yeah, for me in Kahagan Blue, there were eight campers. Another two-week sessions, it would be seven campers, um, depending on which camper was leaving camp because, you know, it was their last day of camp and, you know, stuff like that. And hopefully y'all get the picture. And yeah. As I was saying before, this girl helps me lead over the Kahagan Blue group at some point. I don't remember exactly when, but, you know, it's just at least a couple of days during the week. Um, I think it was for the whole week, but I'm not sure. But this girl was such an amazing help to me. Like, this girl was the one who once made conversations with that his woman who worked with me in Kahagan on the green team you know the hispanic woman whom i've talked about already yeah on the bus ride back to the y building after the day camp was over so that we were getting ready to sign out the campers for the afternoon dismissals so yeah during this bus ride this girl was asking this woman about her personal life at home and you know obviously they're both hispanic and so yeah (laughs) And so this woman mentioned that she was separated from her husband. Yeah, I sort of overheard a little bit of their conversation. uh, Because this girl's camp group at the time, G1, you know, the group of all girls. Yeah, 
This girl and her camp group were all on the same bus with us Cahagon campers and counselors at that time. Um, yeah, this girl was generally nice and sweet for the most part. Um, but I think there was this one time where she kind of lost it with me one day at camp. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what day it was, but I know it was a rainy day. And it was probably a week or two before the last full day of the camp program, which was on Friday, August 20th. Yeah, I don't remember the exact day. Um, but it was sort of a crazy afternoon that day because of some event or something taking place at camp that day. I don't know. Like, again, I don't remember anymore. Um, but all I know for sure it was that it was raining outside that day. So um, some of the camp groups were at the playground with their assigned counselors. And so the playground was a very full house at the time with kids running around all over the place, like some of them on the swings, the um, slides, the, you know, just all that stuff. Yeah. And um, like I mentioned before, the playground was located directly across from the Cahagan team's cabin where the Cahagan campers would go into change in each of the changing rooms. Like one changing room for the boys and the other room for the girls. And so in the Cahagan section was a little play area filled with kids games and children's books, etc, etc. That cabin had the cabinets where the Cahagan campers would use to keep their snacks. Until the supervisor advised us to have the Cahagan campers place their snacks in a separate bag or something instead. You know, separate from their lunch bags, you know, that we could all put in the brown bags and put in the refrigerators of the um, cabin dining room. Yeah, because lunchtime was separate from the campers' snack time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the point I'm trying to make is that there, there was this incident that took place where this girl kind of flipped off at me for not intervening sooner enough to get some of the campers to stop being so rowdy. Yeah, I think it was one of the three boys groups, but yeah. Yeah, it was definitely one of the three boys groups, like B1, B2, B3. Those were the three boys groups at camp. Uh, yeah, let me just get myself a quick water break before I can sort of explain that further. Okay, okay I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely one of the three boys groups I do not remember anymore but all I know for sure or maybe it could have been boys from different boy groups all from different of boys groups not necessarily all within the same specific group but from like each of the three different groups I don't remember anymore but all I know for sure was that it was mostly them boys um they were doing something that I'm right now going to assume is that they were either climbing on the walls or banging on the windows or something. Um, I honestly do not remember anymore what it is that they were doing. But, you know, yeah, I was kind of. Yeah, and this was like within the Cahagan cabin. So, yeah, I was kind of standing there watching them like do that instead of like telling them to like stop like. I wasn't really sure what I was thinking, but like, yeah, this girl suddenly like appeared from somewhere and she and I like told these boys together to stop whatever it is that they were doing. Yeah, I think they were banging on the walls. I just, I don't know. But anyway, they immediately stopped doing that after we both told them to like stop, like we yelled at them to like stop doing that and 
yeah after they stopped this girl she sort of like got all up in my face and she was like sarah you saw these kids like banging on the walls like why didn't you say or do something yeah you know something like that i don't remember anything about that um but i wasn't like mad at her or anything like she did have a great point yeah i think i was kind of laughing at the boys as they were doing whatever they'd been doing like banging on the walls or something i don't know um but yeah for some reason i found it kind of amusing when it actually wasn't um this girl actually didn't know that i had been laughing at them so when she came over, I had to sort of pretend that I've been telling those boys all along to stop. And, you know, after they stopped, then she got up all up in my face and was and was like, why don't you do anything? Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was the only time she was kind of all up in my face. Um, I kind of don't like it when someone's up in my face. But, yeah, most of the time she was super nice and an amazing counselor yeah yeah if only i'd gotten her number um i would have like tried my best then to look her up on social media and see see if she's active on any social media um i don't know if she like goes by a creative like username or something i don't know like i can't really find any profile to like match her name like not even on facebook or anything not even on linkedin so but you know what it's all good and that's pretty much all i can say about her for now um and i guess the last co-counselor i should talk about is this blonde girl who is very mysterious to all of us even today and especially me this girl started working with us during the third or fourth week of camp and i literally knew nothing about this girl other than her name and everything don't know her last name though um but i kind of wish i did um she was very nice though she once volunteered to look after some of my Kahagan blue campers as I took the rest of them to the bathroom. This was a very rare case in which I was able to find someone to look after some of my campers when I had to take the rest of them to go who needed to go to the bathroom to get water, etc., etc. Yeah, it was a bit tough being the sole counselor of a camp group. But fortunately, it was not like that at the YWCA. Yes, those are some of the striking differences between the YMCA and the YWCA where I worked just this past summer. <coughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, this girl was one of the counselors for one of the two girls groups. I can't remember which group it was, but she was certainly very good. She was an amazing counselor, and I got a soft-spoken vibe from her. Like, she doesn't want to get all pissed off easily. She was pretty calm, cool, and laid back for the most part. I wish I'd gotten the chance to know her more, other than just asking her if this was her first time working at the Y camp. Um, she said it was her first time working there, and she did have some sort of prior experience with kids. This girl was the only co-counselor who was not included in the camp counselor group chat created by the supervisor. The guy who was the main counselor for the teen venture group, you know, the oldest age group of campers, you know, the middle school aged kids um, whom I previously talked about. Um, he was the one who first inquired about this girl's contact information so as to include her in the group chat. Um, but I don't think she um but I don't but I don't think anyone else had her contact info or anything, so I don't think she was included in the group chat. Um but if I recall correctly, um I think she was pictured in the group counselor photo that the red haired girl counselor posted on her Instagram page on August twenty first. Yeah, I think I do see her in that photo. Um, but I wasn't. But then again, I wasn't even sure if she was 
assigned a particular like team color that they at all like that we get all like blue or white um yeah but she didn't i don't think she like commented or liked the photo at all so um i'm getting the sense that maybe she's not on instagram at all or maybe some sort of creative username to like match her name or her appearance i don't know i couldn't like see that at all um yeah i don't even know her last name so i can't even like cyber stalk her to find out more about her on social media or anything or what she's up to lately um so i'm guessing that's all i can say about her for now and you know that's a real shame that i can't like find out what her full name is but you know what it is what it is and i think i've wrapped up my discussion about my co-counselors and the lifeguards I think I'm going to use this time in this episode to talk about the camp nurses that we had. During the first eight weeks of the Y camp at camp camp program at Camp Oratom, you know, all from Monday, June 28th, my first day, to Friday, August 20th, the last full day of the regular camp program, we had this super cute guy who served as the main camp nurse. So I'm gonna go into a lot of tangents about this guy um just because he's that amazing as the head medical person um so first off i just happened to stumble across his instagram page which unfortunately is a private account so i cannot access its content but I see that it says he has only eight posts. So that's obviously not a lot. Um, he is followed by the guy whom I talked about who served as the main counselor for the teen venture camp group, the middle school aged kids. And of course, the red haired girl counselor, of course. He went to SUNY Cortland. And graduated in 2020, which I was able to verify on the SUNY Cortland website that shows a link to the class of 2020, you know, with all the students graduating from different like bachelor programs. And this guy's name was included under the chemistry section. Yeah, so that means he got his bachelor's in chemistry, which is pretty impressive for him. So that makes him about a year or so younger than me. So he is another person who is pretty close to me in age. Um, Besides the Filipino girl who served as our program director, camp program director, and the black dude counselor whom everyone nicknamed Mr. T um, because they couldn't get his name right. Like, yeah. Um, so this guy is currently a student at New York Medical College where, where he'll be graduating in three years from now. So he is a proud member of the class of 2026. I actually found an NYMC article from November of 2022 that includes this guy's name. This article is basically a Thanksgiving-related article that explains how the med students are celebrating Friendsgiving. Yes, uh, apparently that's a real thing, Friendsgiving. (laughs) And I put air quotes around friends and Friendsgiving um, because why the heck not, Um, right? It sounds a little bit pretentious to me, to be honest. Um... I'm more of a family-oriented person with not a lot of close friends, to be honest. So I kind of find that that whole idea of that, you know, a Friendsgiving, you know, it's sort of a bit lame for me, no offense. I mean, I get why it's done, and I'm going to go into more details about this in another episode. But yeah, that's just my personal two cents about it. Um... Because for me, Thanksgiving has always been celebrated with family and relatives and such. Not like people who aren't like 
within the family like outside friends or something so i don't know that's just weird to me but that's just my personal two cents on it um y'all feel free to disagree with me about that but i do not want to stray further off topic um so yeah but that was what that article was about and this guy was actually pictured in the first photo of the article you know posing for the camera along with the other students in a group photo you know to sort of give off a thanksgiving kind of vibe yeah um this guy is listed as one of the five medical student senators for the class of 2026 which is pretty impressive so in other words he and these other students organized this event as a way to get in touch with their fellow students in the campus community which i think is very sweet and amazing um the article actually ends with the quote that he made during the interview for this article yeah just basically saying that the planning the friendsgiving event was a lot of hard work and you know it's great to see the student population coming together as a community to attend the event and to support this organization (coughs) sorry my throat again yeah and also that he's grateful for the way the event turned out overall and that He's looking forward to more events similar to that in the future and, you know, yada, yada, so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, I'm just paraphrasing what he said without actually giving it away who he is. Um, it's such a well-written article under the school's news and events section on their website, followed by the news archives section. Yeah, that's where y'all will find the story. Um, So this guy's quote is the very last quote in the article. Um, Yeah, it ends with his quote. So, you know, read through it for yourselves and figure it out. Yeah, his LinkedIn profile says pretty much the same thing. Obviously, there is no picture of him, but you can obviously tell that it's him because it says that he is enrolled at nymc getting his master's in medical clinical sciences so i can only imagine the crap load of work that'll be i'm secretly wishing him the best of luck with all that and i mean it with all sincerity as someone who's previously had my own fair share of ups and downs and pursuing my master's um more downs really and i really do not want to talk about it right now I really do wish this guy the best of luck, like, in all seriousness. Like, he obviously seems like the type of person who has clear goals for himself, and I really wish him the best of luck in achieving those. You know, a much better path in his life than I'm in at the moment. Um, Again, I really do not want to go into much detail about that, but yeah, that's all I can say about that for now. Let me just give myself another water break. Yeah, sorry, um, I apologize. I'll be honest and say that I did get a bit emotional there, just sort of randomly bringing up my own, like pursuit of master's experience um that's not something i want to talk about right now um this is a ymca related episode it's supposed to be more positive and such so i'll keep it that way for now so yeah so continuing on with the story um at the y camp um this guy was super fantastic (coughs) sorry again yeah yeah so he was great at engaging with all the campers especially my kahagan campers the nurse's office was located right next to the supervisor's office um inside the nurse's office was a microwave where we staff members could use it to 
warm up our lunches during lunch times or whatever. And it was for staff use only, so never ever for the campers themselves. It's only for us staffs, the counselors, the nurses, the program director, um, even the supervisor herself could use it to like warm up her own lunch so it was never ever for the campers and i don't think the campers were themselves were even aware that there was a microwave at camp the whole time so even if they had brought hot lunch from home like it still needed to be refrigerated like we counselors would be in charge of keeping both their lunches and their snacks like in the refrigerator of the cabin dining room hall yeah so yeah anyway that was the microwave inside the nurse's office um so the guy wasn't just cooped up inside the office all day long obviously like he'd step out of the office to keep an eye on all the campers in every single camp group so that they could interact with him um especially my kahagan campers he's a super nice guy um he had a great sense of humor and a very attractive smile like his last name sounds irish i think but i don't know i sort of got that impression from him that he is half irish but you know i could be dead ass wrong about that who knows really <laughs> this guy was the one who helped me to come up with a very good way to remember the names of all my campers in Cahagan. Yeah, because there were times in which I actually didn't know some of them by name. So I had to address them by, hey, you kind of thing. Like, yeah, so he was the one who sort of let me know the importance of learning other people's names and actually knowing them and getting them right. He was great in that way. I followed his advice on that, that, you know, like people like to hear the sound of their own names being mentioned by others. So yeah he's totally right about that like yeah his main role was for the most part was simply to go around each camp group during each of their assigned activities whether it be swimming class arts and crafts etc and just check up on each camper and give them the assigned counselors give the assigned counselors some important information about the campers when necessary so yeah of course he had access to all the campers medical information and all that wonderful confident confidential stuff he would know if certain campers had certain medical conditions such as allergies or needed to take some allergy medications and stuff so he was the one who mostly handled all that stuff and knew what time those <coughs> i'm sorry and knew what time those particular campers would have to come see him to take those medications when necessary so yeah that's basically the same role as the emt nurse dude at the ywca where i worked just this past summer yeah this emt dude had access to all the campers medical records and contact info and all that significant stuff so yeah same with this guy at the y summer camp who i'm talking about right now was the eight full weeks of camp that this guy worked at the camp um because that was the duration of the regular y camp at camp oratum you know monday june 28th to friday august 20th that was the duration of the regular y camp um but from monday august 23rd to friday august 27th that week was known as encore week which I explained before was an extra week of camp for the campers who were starting school a little bit later, you know, like in September. So that would mean like the day after Labor Day. So yeah, this guy was not available to work that extra week of camp. And neither were some of the co-counselors or some of the lifeguards themselves due to upcoming academic schedules. Yeah, neither was this RR girl whom I talked about. Like, yeah, she started school. I forgot where she said she went to school. But yeah, I'm going to talk more about that soon. The Encore Week shift. Like, I know I was definitely a part of that. Like, yeah, I volunteered to work that extra shift. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, I volunteered that with the supervisor when she asked me that during the Zoom interview for the um, position, camp position. And so she, the supervisor, um, she had to look for a last minute person to work that encore week shift. Um, so that happens to be this Asian girl I'm going to talk about right now. <coughs> Sorry about that. Yes, I totally forgot about this girl's name right now. Uh, but I'm assuming it was something with an M. Yeah, it started with an M. And I'm assuming she was either Chinese or Korean. I don't know. But I would say maybe Chinese. If I were to make an educated guess. Yeah, so this girl worked that Encore Week shift. Not the actual regular camp shift, but just only that Encore Week shift. And yeah, she was super nice. <laughs> she too used the book to plug in campers' names, dates and times of visitation, of their visitation and stuff like that. You know, just like the guy did. Yeah, the nurse's office was located next to the supervisor's office. So this girl definitely had access to all the medical stuff in the room to provide the campers when necessary, such as band-aids, um... Um, ice packs, etc., etc. Yeah. And there's not much I can say about this girl, but I would say that maybe she was pretty close to me in age. Maybe a few years younger. She was definitely very nice. I think she's also a New Yorker, um, because whenever all the counselors and campers would leave for the bus rides to get back to the Y building after the end of the day camp, um, as we were, as the bus drivers were getting ready to like pull out of the camp area, um, all of us campers and counselors would wave to the supervisor, her two daughters who served as the lifeguards, the guy when he was the camp nurse. And during that extra week, it was this girl who was working as the camp nurse. And so they all stayed behind waving to us whenever the bus drivers in each of the four buses would pull out of the campsite and begin heading back to camp. And we counselors would tell all of our respective campers to please wave to the supervisor as we're leaving. You know, just sort of as a sign of respect to her. Yeah. And since those people stayed behind, that meant that New York was their home. So they didn't need to follow us back to New Jersey. Um you know for to go back to the Y building to, you know for the afternoon dismissal our supervisor herself would never return back to the Y camp with us at the end of the day obviously New York was her home with her two daughters as the lifeguards so it would just be her assistant who was this blonde woman with glasses whom I previously spoke about um the woman who served as the program director who was this other blonde woman and also the black woman who served as the assistant director of camp and after school those were the only three adults who would supervise us counselors on the bus rides to camp and back from camp so hopefully that made some bit of sense um i tried my best to explain it so yeah I know I went on a bit of a tangent there, um, but that's pretty much all I could say about this girl who served as the camp nurse that one week. Um, since she stayed behind while we all parted on the school buses back to the Y camp for afternoon dismissal to sign out all the campers, I'm assuming she's a New Yorker, um, not necessarily the resident of that specific area of the camp location, of course. Um, but hopefully you know what I mean. She was a great camp nurse that week. Just super nice and friendly. I think I once asked her where she went to school. But as of now it has completely eluded my mind. I forgot her last name too. Um, so I can't really like look her up online to see what she's doing now. But she's obviously someone who has a great medical background. You know just like the guy during the eight week, first eight weeks of the regular camp program they both know how to deal with the campers and handle their medical needs and requests and you know that's a given
it's very important to have someone with those medical skills because they really do come in handy. <coughs> Sorry. And I'll wrap this episode up right now. Yeah, just like that, huh? I mean, I have to. First off, Anchor will probably get on my case about my recording time limit. And yeah, I gotta respect that um, because it is what it is. So far, I've only used 40 minutes. But I feel like if I talked for another 10 minutes or maybe 15 minutes, then it'll begin to remind me about the recording time limit. And secondly, I don't want to say too much in this episode. I have wrapped up talking about... I have now wrapped up talking about each and every single one of my co-counselors. Some of whom have served as the leaders of some of the activities at camp. So yeah, in the next episode I do after this, I'm going to talk about all the activities at camp besides swimming. I'll talk more about the activities at camp and the counselors slash activity specialists who are in charge of each specific activity. And yeah, I know I mentioned that the Y camp often did theme related events and activities at camp, such as a Halloween thing. I think I mentioned about one time when I first did that YMCA episode back then. Um, I'll try my best to remember some of the details um, because I think that was the time when the program director girl sort of dressed up in a costume or something like a mermaid or something. I don't remember what. Yeah, but she certainly dressed up in a costume like that. And so my Cahagon campers kept trying to spoil the fun (laughs) by giving away the fact that they knew that it was really her underneath the costume that she'd been wearing. (laughs) Like, it was super hilarious. Um, So if I can remember some more details about that, um, I'll try my best to bring that up as well. Um, The scavenger hunts were also organized and coordinated by this girl you know just sort of included in some of our daily schedule of activities um depending on certain days of camp events and stuff so yeah i'll definitely talk about them as well you know the scavenger hunts yeah and yeah i'll go into a bit more detail about swimming and now each of all the lifeguards and the lifeguard assistants at the waterfront director positions how they took turns being in charge of the morning lessons as well as the afternoon lessons and yeah that's all i can say about this episode for now and i'll wrap it up by saying thanks so much again for tuning in and of course as you know if you have any questions comments or just general constructive feedback about my show Um, Please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and a million other places on social media. Um, I'm very active on Instagram, and I have two accounts. My personal, which is summergirlof97. That's S-U-M-M-E-R-G-I-R-L-O-F-9-7. Summergirlof97. And my professional, which is Sarah underscore journalist. Um, That's my name, Sarah, with an H. Please do not freaking misspell that. Underscore and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing weekend, everything. And stay tuned to the next upcoming episode.